Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. Thanks for joining me on the 11th day of June. It's a privilege to be with you on the podcast and to walk through the Gospel of Mark. Today, let's jump back into the text. We took a little time yesterday to tell you about our recent trip to Canada. We'll do we'll do the same thing next week and tell you about our trip to Wisconsin, which is still happening in at, at the time you listen to this. Um, but we'll have some updates for you. Uh, I, I'm usually a week out ahead on these podcasts, so it takes me a little while to, to get uh, all of that together. Anyhow, we are back in Mark 10. I want to remind you that at this particular passage, we're really at the 23rd verse. That's a verse we haven't read yet, but up until this, the, the preceding story is what's commonly known as the rich young ruler. And I remind you of this because it's been a couple of days since we've been there. I don't want to reteach that lesson, but I want to remind you of the shocking nature of this moment where a, a rich, and if you're rich in that era, you're probably well known, and uh, it, poverty was rampant, and the economy was not what we know today. So most people didn't make much, and they didn't save anything. They didn't have a lot. Um, a very barter and trade society, but a very uh, closed economy inside the Roman Empire. Uh, to be rich was something. So here comes a guy that wants to follow Jesus. You've got to imagine that the disciples get kind of excited because if the rich young ruler, whoever he is, if he becomes a disciple, that adds a little gravitas to their group. It adds a little fame, a little cachet. You know, it's kind of like, oh, so-and-so has started coming to our church. Ooh, man, so-and-so makes a lot of money. So-and-so is a big name down at the club. So-and-so, you know, you, you get it. And it doesn't mean so-and-so doesn't belong in a church or that you don't want him him or her in your place, but you, you I hope you get what I'm you get the nature of what I'm trying to say, and I think that had to be there. And I'll tell you why in a moment when we read the text. But before we do, notice that he's rejected by Jesus on the basis of what he brings to Jesus. Is that he br- what he brings, and, and in fact, we know this because the companion text in the other Gospels call him a rich young ruler. So his rich and young precedes him. Rich, young, and ruler is his definition. That's his whole character. That's the problem, is that what defines him is what he holds closest to him. And so when Jesus says, well, you know, the commandments are these, and the guy goes, well, I've done those for my youth. Jesus goes, okay, well, the one thing you lack, because you want to know what you need to do? Because you're asking what you need to do to inherit, which is a weird question because you don't do anything to inherit. But if you need to do anything, then you need to get rid of the thing that defines you. Which in reality, by the way, is what he asks all of us to do when we get saved. When we come to Christ, we just lose the thing that defines us and we gain Christ. And so the young man has a lot of possessions and goes away sorrowful. Verse 23, then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. Now, I want to stop there. That's the first sentence of verse 24. And I have had a habit of reading that verse for a long time and thinking that what they were astonished by was how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom. I I do think that's part of it, but I don't think that's all of it. I've been guilty of thinking that one verse was merely commenting on the verse in front of it. 
But in reality, I think this one verse, he's commenting on the entire story. The disciples are astonished at what they heard Jesus say, not simply when he said how hard it is for a rich person to get into the kingdom, but they're also astonished that he didn't take the rich young ruler. I mean, my gosh, Jesus, why why don't you take this kid? We could use his money. We could use his influence. Isn't this what this kingdom's about? Ruling? And now we've got a ruler that wants to be in our party. This temptation would be almost too much for the modern church to bear. A local ruler, we're going to assume he's a political ruler. Maybe I'm wrong in my assumption, but play along. A local political ruler with a lot of money and his reputation precedes him wants to join who we are. And Jesus, all Jesus has got to do is say, great, come follow me. It's all he said to Matthew. It's all he said to Peter. It's all he said to Andrew. Come follow me. But with this young man, he goes after the one thing that makes this young man special. All that wealth, all that dependency. And they are astonished that Jesus would handle it this way. Because imagine in this scenario, today... We would think, well, this is the kingdom mandate. We're supposed to rule. I want you to be careful here because if you mess up the kingdom mandate and you think that the kingdom mandate is to rule and to reign and to take over political structures and run governments, if you think that's the case, you will be tempted to take on the rich young ruler. The disciples are also astonished at Jesus' statement, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom, but they're not astonished for the reasons we think they are. We hear that and we think, well, they're astonished because, uh, man, why wouldn't rich people be able to get into the kingdom in the same way that poor people can get in? It's spiritual. But no, their shock is they still think of the kingdom in natural terms. And natural kingdoms need natural money. And when Jesus says how hard it is for those with riches to get into the kingdom, their entire definition of the kingdom is now hanging in the balance. Surely he doesn't mean what it sounds like he means. Because if you don't want the riches, if the rich people can't get in, what kind of kingdom are we building? What kind of a loser... Poverty-stricken, backward, weak kingdom are we in? Now, I don't believe any of the things I just said to you. I do not believe that we are in a loser, poverty-stricken, backward, weak kingdom. But I think that that could be their first thought when they are stunned by the fact that it's hard for those who have riches to enter the kingdom. They're astonished. But Jesus answered again, middle of verse 24, and said, Children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? It's a little bit of a help in that statement because he says how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom. But we're going to see even more, and we'll save it for tomorrow's podcast, as we give you an alternate translation for a famous verse that I think has been famously mistranslated. We'll see you then. God bless.